The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But, wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So, likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You can be seated. This is the parable of the Good Samaritan. It's a familiar story. It's a story that has transcended the gospel. It's commonly understood that being a Good Samaritan is what you do. When you see someone on the side of the road struggling to change a flat tire on the highway, you be a Good Samaritan. But is that all that's going on in this story? Is that all that this is about? Is it just about being a good helper to those who are in need? When it comes to the Bible, you can find a layer of meaning on the surface of the story. But the historical context, the time and the place where the story originated, is where we look to find deeper meaning. This parable is bookended by an interaction with a lawyer that asks Jesus a question. The lawyer isn't like how we understand a lawyer today. Lawyers were experts in the law of Moses, also known as scribes elsewhere in the scripture. Someone who is trained at copying the law from parchment to parchment and knows the interpretation and the legal debates that surround the Torah. The question that's raised to Jesus is not innocent. In fact, the text tells us that the purpose of the question is to test Jesus. This episode is a legal test by religious authorities to see if Jesus can be trapped into either not knowing an answer or answering in such a way that he can be pinned down with formal legal charges. Now, you've heard that Jews and Samaritans don't mix together. 
there's a long backstory that led to their animosity. I mentioned it in a recent sermon, actually, that part of the disagreement between them was over where the true site of worship was. Is it the temple in Jerusalem for the Jews, or is it the temple on Mount Gerizim for the Samaritans? Each side disliked the other. Both Jewish and Samaritan religious leaders taught that it was wrong to have any contact with the opposite group. Neither was to enter the other's territories or even to speak to one another. This led to a history of violence between the two groups. To the Jewish people, a Samaritan cannot be good. A Jewish person calling a Samaritan person good in any context would have been a challenge. A good Samaritan was an oxymoron to the audience that were listening to Jesus tell this story. The story goes, the first to pass by the injured man were a priest and a Levite. Now, many assumed that the priest and the Levite wanted nothing to do with the injured traveler because of ritual purity reasons. Mosaic law forbid them from touching a corpse, which would render them unclean and unable to serve in the temple. But, listen to the story again. They were traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho, traveling down as if service in the temple had been completed, they were returning to their homes. In that case, purity laws were not something that they were bound by. Jewish people were expected to not only help the wounded, but also to bury their dead. There's a subtle cultural expectation that Jesus is playing with in this parable. There are three subcategories of Jewish people that have survived since ancient times all the way to today. Priests, Levites, and Israelites. Priests were the descendants of Aaron. Levites were the descendants of Levi. And Israelites were the descendants of everyone else. So, if Jesus tells a story and he starts with the mention of priests and Levites, it was a predictable typology. Everyone knew what he was going to say, just as if I were to say father, son, and that's what they expected. The third type was expected to follow this pattern, and Jesus should have said Israelite, priest, Levite, Israelite. That includes everybody, all of Jerusalem, all of the people of Jacob. But Jesus does something that flips the whole story on its head. The crowd expects an Israelite to be the third person to pass by the injured person, but Jesus unexpectedly inserts a Samaritan, the ones who argued that their temple represented true Judaism over and against the Jews. Now, it's hard for us to grasp how upsetting Jesus' insertion of the Samaritan into that story would have been. The closest I can come up with is saying Father, Son, and Satan. It makes you cringe, right? It's a cringy thing to hear. And that's exactly what the crowd that heard this story would have done when Jesus said Samaritan to that trio of travelers. By using a Samaritan in his parable, Jesus is subverting two Jewish ideas. The first goes back to the lawyer's original question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus subverts the belief that eternal life is an exclusive privilege only attainable through one religion 
or ethnic community. In this parable, the one who is worthy of eternal life is the religious ethnic outsider, an enemy of the Jewish people. It also implies that the priest and the Levite will fail to inherit eternal life because of their inaction, which has nothing to do with what they believe. What was needed was compassion, and their lack of it was an indictment. By saying, go and do likewise, Jesus subverts another idea. Jesus presents the enemy, the Samaritan, not only as the story's hero, but as the moral example to be followed. What Jesus is saying in this parable is that God longs for people who show compassion. God wants you to be a compassionate human that is less interested in yourself and more interested in the well-being of your neighbor. God cares less about the labels you wear and the categories you fit yourself into and more about compassionate action on behalf of others. In that sense, eternal life belongs to the compassionate ones, not necessarily the Christian ones, not the religious ones, or the people that you find acceptable in your reckoning of who is good and who is bad. Jesus finishes this parable. We're back to the original question by the lawyer. Who is my neighbor? And Jesus' answer is the story. And he follows it up with a question. Which of these was the neighbor? And the lawyer, who knows the answer because it's so obvious in the telling of the story, can't even bring himself to say the word Samaritan. The animosity... The division are too deep for him to even acknowledge that in this story it is the one he is culturally trained to despise that has been the true neighbor and shown compassion. All that he can say is the one who showed him mercy. That's as close as he'll get to affirming a Samaritan who could never be seen as good. Mercy is what God is looking for from all of God's children. Jesus says to you, go and do likewise. Go and show compassion to your neighbor. But also, go and be open to the idea that the one you believe is your enemy is also human and is also capable of compassion just as much as you are. Amen.